0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Monk, and the only show that's never gonna give you funk, never gonna let you down, I don't have the rest of it, but we're just never gonna give you funk, uh, we just monk. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you?
1: Hello, 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 we're back. Um, sorry for the delay, I was, uh, going through some stuff.
0: Yes, uh, we, basically, I had watched the episode that we're covering today, Mr. Monk is someone else. I watched it last week, um... And because I thought we were going to do the podcast and then we had to cancel. No problem. But uh, I didn't rewatch it. I completely forgot to. Um, and so I have my notes, but uh, you're going to you might have to do some more heavy lifting than usual. I just uh, just oh, FYI. Man.
1: OK. All right. Nice. I mean, I,
0: I have my notes, but I don't know because I've usually write my notes in very quick bursts because I'm going to talk about it like an hour later. So it just kind of to remind me of what I already plan on saying. Um, and so, yeah, I, if I read a note and it's like, what the hell does, uh, you know, dance on a uh, street mean, you know? Uh, anyway. Um, okay.
1: But well, we start I'm off. i because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about.
0: No, I just made that up. I made up. Oh, okay. Street, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but we do start off on a street. We see a man who looks a lot like Monk <laughs> walking down a street.
1: Yeah, he's, he's walking down the street, he's sucking on a chili dog, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's reading a newspaper, and all of a sudden he gets Final Destination one um, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> not much to, not much to the beginning, no. just him no, getting fucking it just, uh, killed. uh, and then
0: I really love that they, the after the theme song, they cut to Natalie crying, and you think it's says, oh my god, yeah. died, <laughs> but it's because she's reading Marley and Me, um.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you seen Marley and Me?
0: I have not seen Marley and Me, um. Have you seen Marley and me? I have, yeah. Yeah. uh, At some point I should, but that is like...
1: No, you really shouldn't. It's It's one of those
0: things where it's like, why would I sit down where I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch a movie where I know that the dog dies, that that's the (laughs) 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 plot.
1: Yeah, don't ever watch 8 Below either. Spoiler alerts, they don't all make it.
0: I'll be honest with you, I had no intentions of watching... Outside of the Fast and Furious franchise, I really have no intentions of ever consuming any Paul Walker acting.
1: Um, really not even like, like, like uh what's that one movie running scared that was okay oh i've actually
0: never seen that one um i'm sure okay if that, i heard the actually for the ones not bad but he's just not particularly good at what's the word Um, acting, acting. so yeah. um yeah so and it, when he's just him playing off dogs um, <laughs> i don't really know
1: the dogs are better actors for sure yeah um, rest in peace paul, paul walker rest in peace
0: paul walker um and so monk at the as this is happening is getting a, fr- a, fr- a new fridge installed um and he's having an issue with the guy that, who's delivering it, because the guy who's delivering it is claiming that the lip into Monk's Kitchen counts as another step, so he has to pay him more money.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, as someone that recently had to do, like, a moving kind of deal, uh, you know, I wouldn't cry too much about $40, but obviously this is uh, Monk, and he's the cheapest SOB that uh, any of us know. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I will say this. Judging from the time period that this existed mm-hmm. and from how the refrigerator looked, uh, yeah. I think he was getting a pretty nice fridge, so... Yeah, yes, it's a nice he's fridge. He's splurging. He's splurging.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, he's got to have... have it. He probably needs, like, different temperature controls because he has a specific temperature that, like, you know, his fruits need to be at that needs to be a different temperature than, you know, uh, the juice, you know. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Monk has, like, a stare down with the guy, and... Uh, he he then runs over to natalie and um tries to ask for advice uh but he ends up losing the stare down and ends up giving over all the money plus 120 dollars and gratuity and mumpy gives over all the money he has oh yeah Yeah,
1: he's he's down bad he got cucked badly uh you You know know, all, all the all the adjectives yes
0: and so um natalie gets a call and it turns out that the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, wants to talk to our friend Adrian Monk.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, in a weird way, it's like um, you get kind of excited when outside law enforcement agencies get involved because, you know, it's like a pretty big case. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, as we find out, like some of the people involved in it later, mm-hmm. I got very excited uh, as my wife is currently in the middle of... Uh, her first time watching The Sopranos, so it was good to see some old friends. Yeah,
0: old, old friends and new friends. And so yeah. the, they, they're talking that apparently they're going to go to L.A. Um, for, I guess, this thing. And uh, they're been following Frank De Palma, who's a contract killer. But he was hit, not on Vinton Street, on a real street. He was hit on Wilshire Boulevard. Um, and yeah. uh, they show a photo of him, and he obviously looks exactly like Monk. Um, but Monk doesn't see it because he has a cigar in his hand. <laughs> but when they cover up the cigar, Monk then realizes that he looks just like him.
1: Yeah, and you know what's funny is I actually thought that there was gonna they were gonna play some angle like where he was his like actual twin brother that he didn't mm. know about for whatever yeah. reason. Um, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm glad and I'm also bummed about that. Yeah. I feel like I mean, that would have been very interesting.
0: I know. I think. I, I think i probably get on this rant on this podcast. I know I have another podcast, but I really, as a concept, hate look alike yeah. episodes of TV shows because yeah. in in real life, people just don't look... No one looks enough like someone else to... Like, the joke is that, you know, Mike Tomlin, the coach of the Steelers, and Omar Epps famously look very similar. However, if you saw them standing right next to each other, or no, if Omar Epps were to take Mike Tomlin's place, Mike Tomlin's wife would immediately recognize that it wasn't Mike Tomlin, you know what I mean? Like, they don't actually look exactly the same, you know?
1: Right, but depending on how solid their marriage is, maybe she would want Omar maybe. Epps...
0: That, oh, that is true. I, that is correct. But it's just, like, no one actually looks that similar. You know, like, I wish that if they were to do it, that, like, they would have that, you know, Frank Palmer looks like Monk, but they do, like, slight makeup alterations to make him look a little bit different, and they need to, like, you know, add a mole to him or and, like, change his, like, you know, forehead or Wait, something. Wait, can,
1: can, you, can you really tell the difference between Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Uh,
0: if they're staying right next to each other? I they, I don't know which one's which, but they definitely... Uh, don't look like, like they're copy and pasted if they're sitting right next to each other. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Because they're I not identical. Right. Like, yeah.
0: they, uh, and I, I think that, like, that's... But also, once again, they're related, so that's even a bigger, uh, you know... But there's just no way that people who are completely unrelated would look similar enough or yes. people who know them very well wouldn't be able to, to them. That just It's just not a thing that happens in nature, you know? <laughs> um,
1: yeah, absolutely, for sure.
0: Anyway, uh, so... The FBI wants Monk to go undercover... Uh, as Frank De Palma to, you know, get to do an investigation. And Stottmeyer, I think, very responsibly is like, no, we can't. He Monk can't go undercover. because he. This is the first time that someone smartly is like, wait, we probably shouldn't send the guy with a million compulsions and phobias undercover anywhere.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he, you know, Stottmeyer, he knows that Monk's amazing and he'll remind him of it later, but he knows what his his uh, strengths are and he knows that this would not play well into his hand.
0: And so the way that they get to Monk is that they basically, you know, the FBI guy is just like, hey, there's a life at stake. Frankie De Palma, he's in L.A. to kill someone. And if, you know, he he doesn't do it, then someone else is going to do it. Okay, whatever. And so then we cut to Monk in L.A. uh, memorizing Frankie De Palma's bio. um, Doing very uh, well at that. Yes, as you might imagine. Um, But he starts to get cold feet. He's like, I don't know if I'm I'm ready. I think I just forgot everything or whatever. You know, he's just completely in his own hand.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah, he's in his own head, and, uh, he, he, well, not only that, but, like, they're going over the story, and, like, shortly after the story that he's getting straight, he needs to get, like, right into it, like, they need to go to, like, the hotel room or whatever, he needs to, like, step into his role right away, which, you know what, understandable, um, you probably need, like, to sleep overnight just to think about all of this and just take it all in, but no, he's gotta go straight into character right now, so I, I can empathize with them for sure,
0: and yeah, his handler is, like, it's about his attitude, your stride, you own, you know, you own the room type of thing. Um, and so did we then see Monk getting dressed in Frankie De Palma clothes, you know, doing the face in the photo where he, with a cigar. Um, yeah. He goes into the hotel, and he gets a welcome back, Mr. De Palma, and he's striding in. Um, and uh, as this is going on, earlier disher mentioned that he thinks everyone has a doppelganger and he then says i wish i could meet my twin i think i could take him (laughs) which is funny
1: which i think he can um i'm willing to bet that his Mm -hmm. doppelganger would probably be some guy who works like a comic book store no Mm -hmm. disrespect yeah uh to you know uh jason gray stanford um but yeah so you know uh adrian slash frankie goes up to his hotel room and it's you know pretty fucking sweet hotel room if i have to say so myself yeah um, and he's describing, like, he's he's really leaning into this like uh, snitch job, and he's he's describing like every single part of the room, how many bottles of this is there, how many bottles of that. There's a hot tub in the room. How many stairs are there that leads to the hot tub? He's he's really going in.
0: Exactly. And then he um, looks in his suitcase and he sees that there's a hidden compartment which has got, I mean, it's it's like the back shelf of a Popeyes. It is just full of biscuits. Yes. Um, yep. Yep. But before Thank he can. You. You know, do a full investigation. There's a knock at the door, and her name is Lola. She was a girl I think. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought I
1: think I thought she was a dancer, but maybe. That's yeah, I think you. so. Probably...
0: Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I, I, I'm probably wrong. Um, but yeah, Lola shows up, and uh, played
1: she... played by, played played by Kelly Carlson, who, uh, when I was a teenager, she was on that show. Uh, what was it called? The one with uh, uh, Dylan McNamara and the guy who plays Doctor Doom in, like, the original fa- Fantastic Four movies? Uh,
0: what, nip-tuck, uh nip-tuck, nip-tuck, nip-tuck. Nip-tuck, yeah. Yeah, Julian McMahon.
1: And yeah. she was, let's just say, she was a very formative part of my uh, teenage years. Let's just, uh, And yes, she,
0: um, I think might of every character in all of Monk, she's definitely high on the list of ones who are horniest. horniest. Um, because Monk is not a very uh, yeah. horny show, uh, but she is incredibly horny. Um... <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's only, like... Only... Yeah.
1: The only person that beats her in horniness is, uh, Holland Taylor.
0: Oh, that... Yeah, probably. That's fair. <laughs> um, but, uh, she's bringing up stuff about Barcelona, etc., and, you know, how that she got him this job. Just stuff that Monk doesn't really understand, but, um, some room service comes in, and some champagne compliments of Jimmy Barlow, who apparently is a gangster.
1: Yeah, I feel... Okay... Correct me if I'm wrong, but is Jimmy Barlow kind of like uh, an homage to like another Jimmy? Wasn't what was Jimmy's? What was uh, Robert De Niro's name in uh, in Goodfellas?
0: Um, I forget it, but
1: I know Jimmy, it's Jimmy something. Yeah, yeah,
0: I it probably is. Honestly, I don't know. Um, but uh, Monk and then of course has a thing where he's cheap, where he tips only fifty cents, but then he's told you were more generous yesterday. You tip me twenty dollars. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, and, uh, so then he, you know, he gives him, does he give him $20? I don't even know how much yeah, he gives he him. Yeah, he ends up giving back. him $20, but then
0: he asks for the 50 cents back.
1: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, tough luck for Monk, but, uh, you know, he gave him 20 bucks, so what the hell, take your 50 cents back, sure. Exactly.
0: Um, and so, Monk then is trying to, he's trying to get information, so he's like, uh, not, you know, uh, I forgot the name of the target, so, uh, can you remind me? And apparently Lola doesn't know either, um, which is interesting. And so, right.
1: Not only does she not know. Oh, well, I mean, like she mentions that she doesn't know it, but they're gonna find out tonight. Exactly.
0: And so Monk is having. He can't drink the champagne because he can't doesn't drink alcohol. Um, and uh, she's like, I hope you're not giving up all your vices and fully, you know, starts trying to, you know, do some look, have some nookie. Um, and uh, he starts pulling away, and he says that he has a girlfriend.
1: Yep. Uh, he's got a girlfriend, and uh, she just happens to go by the name of Natalie T. Gerb, with a B mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, so, not quite Natalie T. Gerb, but, uh, you know, uh, he's got a girlfriend, and uh, Lola mentions uh, that they're going to have a meeting later tonight at the Victory Club, and he should definitely bring Natalie Tegerb along with him. And so, we have our first, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, uh... Ugh, like, just, you know, something that's obviously going to come up later that's going to be a thing. That's all.
0: Yeah. Go on. Yes. Yeah, so the Victory Club in Laurel Canyon. um And uh, they – Which I want to go to. Yeah, it's a pretty nice-looking club. Um, yeah. So he Monk goes up to the bar, asks him to turn the music down, even though it's a dance club. Um, mm-hmm. Which, of course, they're like, what are you talking about? But uh they're, Natalie's like, we're looking for Jimmy Barlow. Tell him Frankie De is looking for him. And then the bartender immediately is like, "Oh, let me turn the music down," because that's you get the idea that Frankie's is so important that he can get a dance club to turn off the music.
1: Yeah, and it just so happens that it, he's 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 new to the to the bartending scene at this place. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah, this other guy comes up, like I guess the the manager of the place or whatever, mm-hmm. and he mentions that like, "Hey, what the hell's going on?" Because obviously the music's mm-hmm. off. And he finds out that this is Frankie De Palma also, and he also defers to Mr. De Palma's wishes. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, uh, Lola grabs him, takes him to the back to meet uh, said uh, Jimmy Barlow. I think
0: that – I actually am kind of disappointed. I think that they kind of wasted a lot of opportunities with Natalie's role in this episode, that this is like the yes. bit that she's in. Like, yes. I think that it would be – there's a lot of funny stuff they could do. Yeah. Um, Especially because I think that she also would be very good at being undercover, um, and she kind of just has the one scene. Um,
1: For sure, um, yeah. I'll, I'll say this, and like I'm not trying to be like a horny guy or anything, but they did have uh, Natalie in a very nice dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously trying to upstage mm-hmm. um, Lola. Lola. Um, so that was an interesting. Uh, touch. I mean, you
0: know, it's the this I guess this episode just might be horny. Um, and by so, the way, uh,
1: still mm-hmm. still mad that you didn't respond to my text message I sent. Honestly, though. it
0: was late. It was one of those things where. This happens to me a lot. Where I got it, it was at like one fifty or something. I got it, and I was still awake, but I didn't want to respond immediately because I know you, you would probably say, "Jake, Reedo still awake." And then when I woke up the next morning, I forgot to respond. <laughs>
1: yeah. I know. Um. That's anyway,
0: cool. uh, so he goes back, um, and uh, to meet Uncle Jim to to um meet Jimmy, and yeah, Eric Balfour, who I think just is the he is two thousands television in a person. You know what I mean? Like just. If anyone could personify TV in the two thousands, it's Eric Balfour. Um What has he been yeah. on? Everything.
1: Yeah. Uh, the last thing I saw him on was on an episode of the Eric Andre Show. <laughs> he was not very happy to be on. No. I don't know he,
0: if ever seen I, it. I have. I think that he, I don't think he probably has any sense of humor about himself. Um, which uh, yeah, not great because he definitely is someone who I laugh at quite a bit. Um, but. Uh, So he plays the nephew. I forget his name. Nephew. Lenny. uh, Yeah, Lenny. Lenny. But we meet Jimmy Barlow, um, and who uh, is? uh, What's his face? I forget the actor's name. Um, Well, he's Vincent
1: Curatole, I think. Uh, But he plays—he famously plays Johnny Sack, which is Mm. like one of the fucking funniest names of all time on Mm -hmm. The Sopranos, besides Big Pussy. Of course. Um, And then the FBI guy, who's the one that gets Big Pussy essentially killed. I mean, I'm just like heavily Sopranos pilled right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. And I love the bit where it's like, you already know Tommy G, and that's how is Fat Gordy? And I just love Monk as Frankie got fatter, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's thinking about changing his name to Fatter fat- mm-hmm. Fatter G. Fatter yeah.
0: G? Fatter Gordy.
1: Fatter Gordy, yeah.
0: Correct. Yeah. And so Tommy G starts talking about, uh, you know, little Davey was a second cousin. Can you. Tony uh, G. Tony G, sorry. Um. Starts uh, about little Davy. It just, just bull- honestly, it's actually not important for the plot. But um, and he's asking about like you know maybe g- giving him a proper burial, etc. Where's, where's his body? But Monk can't help himself, and he ad- fixes his tie. And he's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Your tie was crooked." And he thinks that it's a metaphor. He's like, "I get it. I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's like, because uh, obviously, what this is all implying is that uh, Frankie De Palma had something to do with mm-hmm. uh, said person's death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, th- weird conversation. But, anyway, so they get into it, and they get into who the target is. And it's mm-hmm. a man named Stanley Greenblatt, who lives in Ventura, mm-hmm. and he's got to go. Um, but he's got to go in a very specific fashion, um, mm-hmm. in a way that makes it look like it's an accident, as mm-hmm. most of these contract killings tend to go. Yeah,
0: and so they start uh, smoking some cigars, um, and Monk... Um, some
1: Cohibas.
0: Yeah, Monk... Uh, like someone who is not uh, christian or jewish uh doesn't cut off the tip um and uh um, well
1: well okay but, but like, i know the that's the re- i know
0: i know that that's sim- that's being simple simplistic about who does and doesn't doesn't get circumcised but
1: No, no 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 no, t- no 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 it, it is yeah no it is but but that's not what i mean um they're referring to the fact that frankie de palma likes his fucking cigars yeah so of I'll re- yeah that so that's what this is playing off of so you yeah know, sorry they, about that yeah yeah, yeah. So then he starts smoking the cigar, but he like like you're supposed to do, you're supposed to cut off the tip mm-hmm. cuz it makes it easier to smoke, but he says that he likes it better cuz he likes a challenge or something, something like that. Yeah, he yeah. says
0: it's too easy. Um, yeah.
1: And so Monk is asking
0: he questions. He recovers
1: pretty nicely. I'll say yes. that. Like he yeah, doesn't like stammer.
0: Um that he um he starts asking questions about Stanley, and I love that it's like uh, uh Lola said, "You don't ask any questions." Why'd she say that? <laughs> um
1: <laughs> That's a question.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so they end up going back to the FBI guys, um, and we learn that Stanley Greenblatt is a nobody. He's a 75-year-old retired UPS driver. Um, uh, he has two sons, one of them, uh, and neither no mob connections. His son actually just died last year. Um, he's broke. He's living on, a, on a, uh, Social Security, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, um, so it's really a genuine mystery as to why the mob seems to want him uh, mm-hmm. 86
0: Exactly. Um, and so they're like, can we leave? Because we know who he wants to kill, all that. But the FBI guy's like, well, we don't have the whole picture. Why does he want to kill him, you know? Um, it's because they haven't done anything, you know, that will really stick. Um, right. So um, they... Uh, they ask Monk like if he can keep going, keep being undercover, and he says that he can.
1: Yes, he's uh, he's very much into the idea of it. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to uh, we cut to Sodomire and Disher showing up uh, at Stanley Greenblatt's house in Ventura. Mm-hmm. And you know, for someone that's a brokey that has nothing else going on for him, he's got a pretty fucking nice house. He's probably paid it off though. I mean, he's he, that's the thing with older people; they probably bought it when it was super yeah. cheap. Sure, but it's like relatively modern. I mean, it's got that like some nice amenities. Yeah. It's got like the, the the gentrified typography on the yeah. the house address. You know, he, he's doing true. good for himself.
0: Yeah, um, maybe his son, which we learned about. Maybe he passed him some of those ah. um, little yeah, 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 yeah. that You know, but um, he that he's uh, starts food yelling food at, bucks. yeah, starts yelling at Stahmann Disher to leave. That um, he has never heard of Jimmy. Um, he doesn't know what's going on. He refused to go to a safe house. And he starts throwing cast-iron pans at them, which is incredibly dangerous. Like, those things are fucking heavy. You could kill someone with that.
1: Yeah, I have one. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised Salamander didn't need to go on the mend again.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, they they obviously have the conclusion that the reason someone want to kill this guy is that maybe they met him. Um, but, uh, and so, we then cut back to, um, uh, what's it called, to Monk as Frankie and he's talking to uh, Lenny and what? Well, who else is he talking to? This is where me not seeing it. Lenny, re-
1: Lenny, Lenny, and Tony G. Yes. Um, and they're 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 specifically sitting on like the Venice Boardwalk, so mm-hmm. they're having like a, mm-hmm. a little brunch, let's just say. Yeah,
0: exactly. And we learn that Frankie hasn't cased the joint yet, which concerns them. But even more concerning is someone else is in L.A. who lives in San Francisco, none other than Harold Crenshaw. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's there, and he's wearing an I Love L.A. t-shirt, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ripping on the I Love New York uh, t-shirt, mm-hmm. and Harold Crenshaw, you know, can't keep his fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I feel like Monk could have, like, properly explained this away with just, like, yeah, I have many different identities in, like, different mm-hmm. cities that I live in, so, mm-hmm. yeah, this is bound to happen. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, you know, as someone that's not used to that kind of shit, like, he, you know, kind of, you mm-hmm. know, he has to take it upon himself to fucking press Harold Crenshaw and be yeah. like... I don't know who you think this is. Who I am, he basically tells him to take a fucking hike yeah. and gets a little physical with him.
0: I, he pushes him around. because he "You got the raw guy." He's like, "You want to be in the uh, newspaper in the obituary section?" <laughs> which is Section a great, D. It's a great. Yeah, line. yeah,
1: yeah. I, and I love how he leans into like the the wise guy kind of. I think the thing that makes this uh, this
0: episode on its face, I think, could be really could really suck because I think t- it episodes where like ninety percent of it is Monk being in uncomfortable situations are usually my least favorite. But I think that the fun subversion of this episode is that he finds himself very good at it, and that's the problem. Is not it, the problem is not that he is unable to do it. The problem is that like he likes being this guy too much. And I think that that's a much more interesting take than him just like bumbling around pretending to be a mob guy the whole time. You know.
1: So this is like when he becomes like the the uh, the the like the butler. Exactly. Is that yeah. you service. Exactly
0: that he get that he. Yes. That he likes being, you know, someone... Else. This is obviously about the episode. They say it directly that he likes pretending to be someone else because if he's someone else, then he can do all the things that he can't do, you know? Right, um, right. And so I do love that he then sits down and... I have never done this because there's never been a time where I'm sitting down to eat a meal where I actually lose my appetite, but it is such a power move to be like, let's go, I've lost my appetite. <laughs> like, that's a power move. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the only time that I can ever say that I've sat at a restaurant and lost my appetite was when I was in Mexico. Um, I was in a tiny village outside of Guadalajara, maybe a population of like 300 people max. Mm -hmm. And I sit down in the morning after a heavy night of drinking Uh um, and get uh, a plate of like, uh, you know, like ham and eggs or something, Mm -hmm. but like, it's whatever. So the first plate comes out and I'm like halfway through and I notice there's like a fly that's in there. I'm just like. Jesus Christ I'm like okay I'm still like starving though So I like I tell them And they're like okay We'll we'll get you another one Bring another one I'm like a quarter of the way through And there's a fucking fly in there I'm just like Alright man Like yeah. enough and They're like We'll bring you another one And they brought me another one And at that point I didn't even want to eat anymore So I'm yeah. just like Oh I, that I lost my sense
0: So then yeah. We cut back to the FBI place And Monk is still in character And he delivers Maybe the best line In the whole series Where he says This coffee This coffee's cold Tastes like BM Yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that means bowel movements, right? Yeah, correct. Okay, it yeah, yeah. It tastes like BM. <laughs>
0: and he wants yeah. warm iced tea. Not hot tea. He wants iced tea that's warmed up.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's still method. He's he's going. He's still in character. And this, like, causes Stoudemire and Natalie to, like, pull the plug on this. Um, and that's when Natalie, you know, makes the observation that he's enjoying this way too mm-hmm. much. And, uh, and it needs to stop. Yeah. And he's like,
0: no, I'm in the zone. I'm Frankie De Palma. And so they're, you know, too worried. And he ends up having a stare down with Meyer like, with, you know, get out of my way, Leland. I'll be in touch. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, he he mentions that he's going to finish the job with or without them. Yeah.
0: And so he goes back to his hotel room, and uh, Lola's there. And um, we learn that there's, that there's concern because Stanley hasn't been killed yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um yeah she asks him if if he's been killed yet and monk or sorry frankie mentions he's not dead yet but he wants to know who stanley greenblatt Mm -hmm. is and Mm -hmm. she says that she'll mention it to him if she if he gets closer to her uh Mm -hmm. because the room might be bugged and it's just an excuse for her to like basically want to hook up with him
0: yeah and he starts you know panicking and fighting back and you know uh She's like, "Who are you?" And he says, "You know who I am. I'm Fradrian de Paul Um Yeah,
1: the, the veil is slipping.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so, so she, yeah. she she mentions like she doesn't recognize him. And luckily, before this gets a little bit too more more oh. uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, there's a knock on the door.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's it's Lenny, and Uncle Jimmy is furious. He wants that old man dead tonight. He's sick and tired of waiting for his funeral. Um, yes, and. You know, monks like tonight's no good. I'm whacking somebody else in Pasadena.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I already got the I already got the bullets, so I got I you know whatever. And uh, you know, Lenny tells him like, no, there's no more excuses. This needs to get done tonight. And not only that, mm-hmm. but Jimmy Barlow wants Lenny to mm-hmm. to ride along, know mm-hmm. Kevin Hart uh, to uh, ride along and and basically assist in the in the act in the in the whack in the murder. Yeah.
0: And so uh, they get to the house, and monks like it's too quiet. I don't like it. I just remembered I forgot my gun um, but then he tells my, Lenny his lucky gun his lucky gun right he tells Lenny to uh, stay by the car and honk the horn if someone comes and then Monk goes inside and he fully drops the Frankie and is like Mr. Greenblatt hello but there's a small problem um, uh, Stanley he's, uh, he, he's croaked already he died of a heart attack
1: yeah, which, I mean, if you I mean, as we saw in the scene before, he seemed like a very high-strung kind of fellow, so it's not too much of a surprise that no. this man would have dropped dead at any point in time. Yeah, and there's one to of over, too. Pro- probably shortly after he threw the, the cast iron uh, pan at Leon, yeah. would yes. be my guess.
0: Um, and so we then go back to the police station, and Natalie is talking to Stop and apparently Monk would like to say something. And from the other room, he shouts, Sorry! And he got a card. Um for Stoudemire.
1: Yeah, he got him a card. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he was utterly wrong about the whole situation and it's like a card that plays on like, you know, um, it's a cow. There's a, cow Yeah, it, it's, so it's a cow. Cow on yeah, yeah, instead of utterly. Yeah. And, you know, Monk mentions like, that he's not like a tough guy and like he just like got absorbed in the role and mm-hmm. all this stuff but Stoudemire reminds him that he's actually one of the toughest guys that he knows mm-hmm. and that he's proud of him for, you know, um, for basically finding out exactly—well, what's he proud of him for, actually? I'm, that he's—you
0: know, he's, that he fooled all the wise guys and that he oh, stands right. up for what's right. And that when the right. chips are down, you will—you will you'll, you can be tough. Um, yes. And—but unfortunately, they learned that nothing's going to happen to Jimmy because no crime happened. So the case is closed. But Monk is still really concerned. Like, why would he want to kill him? Why would Stanley be a target for the mob? And then he— Uh, Monk looks behind Stoudemire's desk, and he sees two cards wishing Stoudemire a happy birthday, and they're from Stoudemire's two sons, and Monk's like, you have two cards, because you have two children, and they're really confused, but what they realize is, wait, in Greenblatt's house, there were two birthday cards as well.
1: Right, which okay. Let me just say, like, did we know that he had two kids? I was only yes. Aware they mentioned of one. that
0: he had two sons, and one of them died. They mentioned that when they first introduced the character. Stathameyer? No, the FBI guy mentions. Oh, oh, Stathameyer having two kids? We know that because we met them. The Jared's one. the one that we we we'll, we meet later, but in Mister Monk and the Captain's Wife, when she gets in the car accident, Monk takes both of them to like that fifties diner. And there's two
1: of them. Oh, that's fucking right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Totally. Um, and so, uh. They realize, oh, wait, um, now this is probably my baseline of the episode, which is an episode I actually like, but that they, like, the FBI is like, yeah, we didn't know that the son who died worked at the casino. Really? They, I think they need a better explanation for how they didn't make that connection earlier, you know what I mean? Like, right? if they said, like, he worked off the books or something, or, like, worked for, like, a processing company that did business, but just saying that they didn't know that he worked for the casino, that feels
1: dumb. Correct. Um, that, that, that is accurate. Um. And so, yeah. As we mentioned earlier, we thought that his son had died near Catalina, but Monk suspects that he's actually just alive. He faked and his death. Now, yeah, he faked his death, and not only that, he suspects correctly that, uh, and his name is Alvin. Mm-hmm. Um, that he stole the money from a casino that was owned by Jimmy B and yeah. faked his death, as you said. So this and, whole thing yeah. had nothing to do with uh, with Mr. Green. What was his name again? Green Stanley. Blatt. Stanley Greenblatt. Stanley Greenblatt. It had nothing to do with him. It had to be it had to do with him dying in order to lure his son out of his Which is height. why
0: he what did what did Lenny say about uh, Stanley? He said that Jimmy is sick and tired of waiting for what?
1: For the old man's funeral.
0: No, exactly. you could honestly call Jimmy's gang the band of horses because on every occasion they'll be waiting for the funeral. All right. Heard um that. What? Thank you. Yeah, you heard wrong. that. Yeah, good stuff. Um And so, uh, they look at the funeral, and Alvin's not there, and they figure, oh, they probably picked him up at the airport, and sure enough, we cut to Alvin, he's, uh, getting the snot beaten out of him, uh, and apparently, um, they're like, where's my money, you son of a bitch? He's like, I buried it in my attic, and the worst thing you can hear when you're getting beaten up by a guy trying to get information is he says, I got bad news, kid. I believe you. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're beating the shit out of him, um, which... It's very interesting to describe as burying something in your attic when, like, I just that doesn't like jive with me. You hit it in your attic. Yeah, you don't bury things in your fucking attic.
0: That's true. Um, and so, uh... but Monk comes. The in. crazy,
1: the crazy thing here uh-huh. is that this motherfucker stole seven hundred thousand dollars. It wasn't like it was like a hundred k. It was like that's a serious amount of money. Like, I know. I that's, why fucking dead. that's why he faked yeah. his death. That's why he faked his death. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, the so balls monk, on this kid.
0: Monk shows up in Monk his Monk clothes. And I just love the line. What are you wearing? Chanel number five. What are you wearing?
1: <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Um, yeah. And so he wants because Lenny, which is holding,
1: Chanel number five is for women, right?
0: Yeah, that's the joke. Being like, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, and so uh, M- Lenny's holding, having a gunpoint, but Frankie is saying like, "Let me kill him." Uh, I love. I, I actually think that this is a really really good improvised explanation of "Let me kill him." I was hired to kill a man, and he had a heart attack. I feel like a fool. I have a reputation to uphold, like, and I think that that, that is because it's a hard sell. But I like the way that Monk delivers it. Like, you believers like, come on. I felt like an idiot. I walk into this house, the guy's dead. Let me just kill a guy. Like, come on. Let, let, let me just let me kill someone on this trip.
1: For sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And uh, and you know, after like a little bit of time, where uh, you know Lenny's holding the gun at him, he relents and he gives Monk the gun. And as soon as he gets the gun. Uh, you know, he turns the tables on him And holds him up, and right then The FBI comes in, and, uh, and it's And it's over, basically Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, and Summer says to Monk I told you you had it in you Um, and, uh, as he's being dragged away You know, they're like, Frankie Palma, you're a dead man And Natalie says, he's been dead since Friday I knew you wasn't right You know, just a bunch of stuff Um, and then we cut to the end where Monk's fridge has apparently been making too much ice Um, which is a problem that My fridge growing up once had Um, because you know like there's that little metal bar that like basically it once the ice hits it it stops making ice if that breaks then uh you just keep it keeps making ice forever i, I had no idea
1: happen. that's how it worked yeah. yeah okay um
0: do you have does your fridge have an ice machine
1: no not oh. here
0: yeah my one in my old apartment did my one currently doesn't and i really hate having to refill ice trays it really is just like one of the it when you live with one that has a ice machine and then you have to go live somewhere that doesn't it really just feels like you went back like three centuries uh, it just, like, feels like I'm like, oh, this is...
1: You know what? I've never trusted, like, ice from, like, the ice machine for whatever reason. When I know that trust- the water comes from... I No, I know that the water comes from the same place. Yeah. Right? But it's, like, when it's ice, it's different. Because, like, I hate drinking fridge water. I think that shit is disgusting. Correct. Half the time. Fair.
0: Um, yeah, I think that you, you're you mostly right. I think that ice is just... I'm just willing to... Uh, it's just worth it over using um, ice trays. <laughs> it's just much more, more convenient. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have ice trays and stuff, and, like, you know, it only really bothers me, like, I don't know, four months out of the year when you need ice. Uh, cause I mean, I'm time, a big ice I'm guy.
0: Good. I'm a big I probably – I honestly probably go through – because I have uh, one of these big water bottles, um, and I really hate uh, um, room temperature water. And so I probably put about six ice cubes in this water bottle every time I refill it, and I probably refill it, like, four times a day. So I end up using, like, two full ice trays a day. Um. So. Really. Yeah. Probably. Obviously, I refill it as I go, so I end up really only going using just from the one ice tray. But um.
1: Wait. Do you not have like a fucking like uh insulated water bottle that keeps that shit? Cold I do, but hours? I don't
0: have. I don't have a source for cold water because I need to fill it up from the sink, because uh I don't have like a fridge thing. Oh, because sp- you guys
1: have good. You guys have good. Tap In New water. York, yeah,
0: the tap water is good, so I don't need to. It would be a waste of money to have like something to have a Brita filter, so I just have. Uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I have a proto filter. Yeah,
0: I I would if I lived somewhere other than New York City. Um, so anyway, that's broken. And so we have the fridge guy back. Um, and he says I'll fix it for two hundred. And Monk's like, it's not even a week old. Like, you owe me. It wasn't hooked up correctly, obviously. Um, and uh, they're having a stare down. And then Natalie joins in, which then makes the fridge guy relent. And uh, you know he goes back to fix it for free. And Monk's like, I still got it. Yep. Um. So, what do you give this upside at ten?
1: I gave it a seven and a half. Um, it was perfectly decent. Uh, I like seeing like some of my soprano homies. Um, mm-hmm. but aside from that, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm kind of waiting for it to get better, to be quite honest.
0: I gave it an eight. I think that I, I think I just like that it, the episode is not what you're afraid it's going to be. Um, and I like Monk as uh Frankie De Palma. Um, but. You know, it's I, I it definitely was closer to a seven point five than it was an eight point five. Um, but I ended up giving it an eight. But more important than that, um please follow the show at Strictly monkey and on Twitter. We'll give follow you, Andre.
1: You can follow me at Andre Barrera. But also also, I know that the last few episodes have been pretty uh tight, let's mm-hmm. just say. Um but really there's just like it kind of just is what it is, right? Like I, Yeah. I feel like there was a lot more stuff before to like talk about I agree.
0: I also think that we probably have gone through a lot of our tangents already. Like, we've discussed all the movies that we both like already. (laughs) Because I think the uh, the episodes that we went, the the longer episodes we've done, it's not like we're talking about the episode for that whole runtime. You know, we'll have like a 15 minute digression about, you know, Zodiac again. Um, Or
1: someone getting cucked or whatever, yeah. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, That's the big thing, too, is no one's really getting cuckolded in these episodes. Um, Yeah. Which is disappointing. Uh, Mr. Monk, I really, when they reboot the show, Mr. Monk gets cucked. It's going to be the pilot. (laughs) That would be fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. uh but yeah you can follow me at the j christy please review subscribe share the show with the biggest monk fan in your life and more important than even all of that
1: tune in later this week as we talk about mr monk takes the stand i'm taking the stand too and uh let's get monkey is all i have to say